Hey friends, this is Caitlin, and I'm so grateful you've decided to join me on The Comeback Couch. So kick off your shoes, put up your feet, and get comfortable with real stories that have shaped real people. You'll hear from doctors, lawyers, mechanics, and moms who shared their experiences of hope, healing, and holding on when it would have been so much easier to give up. Occasionally, you'll hear a story, a teaching, or a quick thought from me. I hope you'll curl up with a cup of coffee and stay a while as we sit on the comeback couch and learn a little more about life and the hope we can find when we look close enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the comeback couch. Uh, Today I have with me, you know her, you share all of her stuff on Instagram. If you don't follow her, you don't have an Instagram. So um, (laughs) this is Ashley Morgan Jackson. She is a wife, a mom of two boys, just like me, which I think is so fun. Uh, She works for Proverbs 31 Ministries, and she is the author of Tired of Trying. And gosh, this book is something we all need. And I hope that this conversation just leaves you refreshed and encouraged um, and that you can just relate to Ashley's story and what she knows about Jesus. Hey, Ashley. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so, so happy to have you. And I was trying to think, even when we first got on, I'm like, I don't really remember how we met or when we met. There's so many people I met through She Speaks yeah, Proverbs 31. So I guess you probably were working for them and that's how I met you. Yeah. Um, but how long have you worked for them? Um, I'm in, I'm starting into my fifth year with them. So okay. yeah. yeah. And what all hats have you worn there? I feel like you've had many hats. Yes. Okay. So I started with Compel and I did like community and social for them. And then I went on the social media team and I literally just this week started a new position and um, we have a new initiative that's coming up for this year. And I am the communications manager for that. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Look at you, (laughs) multi-talented. And then you wrote your own book and when did it, when did it come out? In August. Yeah. Yeah, In August. Mm So, wow. Okay. Tell me about tired of trying and why you felt like you had to write that book? Yeah, I, it's weird because it was such a long process. I'm sure you and your listeners understand that where the Lord put something on your heart and he's like, I want you to do this. And you're like, okay, that's like going to be next year. Right. And he's like, try like 10 years, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, so now that like I've done it, I'm like, well, now what? I've accomplished the thing. Like, what's the new thing? Yeah. <laughs> but it was very much, um, I went through a season of, it was really after I had my first son, mm-hmm. uh, postpartum depression and losing my identity and yeah. um, not realizing just a lot of the junk that was just mm-hmm. in there from how I grew up and beliefs and um the the depression was really a trigger for me and the Lord like wanted to wrestle me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so it was like a five-year process for me of just really um, letting him do that and going through the depression and the anxiety and all the things. And so I blogged through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't always share it publicly because yeah. I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a little too vulnerable sometimes. Oh, hey, you're in good company. You're in good company. <laughs> and so, um, but I just, I felt like it, a writing, I'm sure you get this. It's like, was a, a way to process. Absolutely. So therapeutic. Yeah. And so I knew, I just knew like the, the craziest things would happen to me during the season. And I would think like, well, I guess that's a good story for the book. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so as like it went on, I was like, I know the Lord's going to use this hard thing to help other women because yeah. he just does that, right? He does that yeah. through all of us as his body. It just always blows my mind <laughs> how he uses us each in each other's lives. Yes. Um, and I'm like, um, good luck using me. <laughs> but somehow... <laughs> you know and so I just felt compelled and you know how when you have that Holy Spirit one behind you it just like pushes you regardless of like the no's and the not yet and the Mm. people are going to make fun of me and they think what a a weirdo you are for posting social media all the time you psycho you know (laughs) yes Um, but you know he gives you the that no, keep doing it. Do it for me. Do it for the one woman. Just keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. And so eventually he just lined it up and gave me the, you know, I didn't know how to write a book. <laughs> Who does, right? Real Who quick, knows? real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, just he just equipped every step along the way. And so even now, like, because I'll tend to freak out, like, well, how do I do this next thing? He's like, uh. Yeah, remember how you didn't know how to do anything before and you've got here? (laughs) And I carried you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of the story of like how that came to be. And I just felt like I wanted to share my wrestle, the story of Jacob wrestling from Genesis, and then how that applies to other women and how they wrestle with God in their lives too. Oh, that's so good. And there's not a single person who can't relate to that. Um, I want to talk about one thing you just said. Because it's something I've been talking to a lot of creative friends about. And I've just like personally been feeling. So I keep calling this year like the man in the arena energy. I just feel this like, (laughs) and I know you get this. And I've seen you post about it. And every time you do, I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. Like it has been, I guess, like 10 years of me honestly feeling like an idiot most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, And I, yeah, like I said, I know you get it because you've said it. And like, it's funny because like when I see you post stuff there, there's no chance I would think like, that was weird. I'm just like, yes, that's good. (laughs) But I'm sure you have those people where I'm like, I know that I just became a screenshot in a group text and oh oh, girl, what? (laughs) And I just, I just know, like, I'm getting made fun of, like, this is silly, like trying to go through, like trying to put yourself out there, but then like. People think you're nuts. People think like people just have other callings. So they're like, I'm at an office nine to five every day. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. and why are you sharing all of your stuff? Like that should be private. And so then you question your own self of like, why am I doing this? But you said it, it's that Holy Spirit wind of like, I yeah. have to, and I'm obedient yeah. to God, even if like people think I'm crazy. And if you look in the Bible, everybody thought they were all crazy and they kept going because of the Lord. But a friend and I were just talking and I was like, you know what? I feel like there's been a shift. And finally, the people who aren't like in the arena doing the thing are starting to be like, okay, I respect it. Like, whatever. It's it's almost like 
she still hasn't given up. So like, it must be something. And yeah. so I'm just like fully embracing that. And, and, you know, it's like, you have to silence those thoughts and I have for a long time, but I'm finally just like, I think that everyone is done like laughing. And now I also don't care if they do. So, so how did you get to that place? How did you get to that? Like I'm in the arena with the blood, sweat and tears. And if you're not, then because I, I literally just read the po- the Theodore Roosevelt poem or the, yes. the speech last night. And it's like, it says about like the people who aren't in there, like their opinion doesn't count. So how did you get to that? Girl, it is still a struggle. But what you said, I thought was uh, so good because I think as we get set free, yeah. then it becomes less of a problem. Even like, you know, even maybe, if it's still, yeah. Yes, exactly. And yep. that is what I've noticed. And I think like what people I feel like sometimes need to realize about spiritual growth and all the things like, you know, obeying God, whatever it is, like it's a practice. You have to just like keep showing up and keep showing up. And that is what being brave actually is. That's right. Is showing up even when you're afraid of what people are saying or whatever. And I think it's just the practice of doing it and being like, (laughs) like you said, like, well, I'm still here. What you going to do now? (laughs) Still here. Haven't quit. Maybe I'm crazy, but I haven't quit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like, I still have it. I mean, it's hard to work at Proverbs with these professionals and these authors. And, you know, like Lisa Turkers follows me and I'm like, is she seeing this and being like, that's the the theological thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, but, you know, you just like, well, I probably will make mistakes. Of course. That's human. That's yep. human. Yep. And allowing, I even had a conversation with myself yesterday, like, as you know, and we talked about briefly, like I'm going through some hard stuff and there's a part of me that I will, I'm very hard on myself. I have a mm-hmm. feeling I'm with the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And I really tried to start practicing like, you know what? It's okay if this is hard for you right now. Yep. It's okay if it takes longer than you think to get things done. It's yep. okay if in a season and I have never been kind to myself like that yeah and I remember the Lord challenging me at one point saying if I don't say it about you Mm. you're not allowed to say or think it about you Mm. and that's a practice because my go-to is like you're the worst you're a bad Christian you don't read the Bible enough (laughs) you know and you know I, I was about to say if you wouldn't say it to your friend then don't say it to yourself, but you went so much deeper and that's so much better. I'm like, wait, if God, yeah, if God wouldn't say it about you and there are so many times and it's just the whole, like things you learned when you're younger or things someone else said, where you think you really truly believe like, no, God would tell me that I'm like doing a bad job. And then you're like, wait a second, what do I see in his word? What do I know about him? Does that line up? No, he is compassionate. He is kind. Or Yes. He's firm. He's not sure. like, Sure. Hey, just go lay on the couch all day. Like that's not right. But, but he is like, Hey, do you need to lay on the couch today? Like, that's okay. You know? And I, I just, I love that you said that. Like, you're not allowed to say it if God wouldn't say it. Even last night I'm on this whole, I mean, it's, we're recording this in like the beginning of January and I always like purge and clean and do all the things at the beginning of the year, but this is like next level. And I actually saw a post on Instagram from someone the other day that said like, I mean, I feel like this is true, but it was like spiritually God's people are cleaning house. Like we are, we are clean. I mean, 
I'm like scrubbing cabinets, that kind of thing. And so last night I was finishing, I've been trying to do like a drawer or two a day, you know, like take it slow, yeah. but I finished all of the drawers and I was like, my husband was helping me, but he was mostly just like keeping me company. And I said, okay, I can do that thing tomorrow. I cleaned all the drawers. I deserve to go night, night. And I say night, night because we're, you know, in toddler land. So That's I'm right. like, <laughs> I say night, night. Yeah. Um, and he said, and he wasn't even trying to be like preachy, but he just, Caleb's the kind of guy who like, he says stuff and you're like, Ooh, like that was good. He said, Caitlin, you didn't have to do anything to deserve to go night, night. And I was like, oh. well, that's a whole sermon. Wow. And I like, I didn't really say anything. I just like put something in the sink and I was like, I could have just gone night, night and it wouldn't have mattered. Like it's, wow. and it's just that, that idea that like, yeah, I have to do this, this, and this, and then I can rest. And yeah. I'm trying so hard and it sounds like you are too, to learn to like rest in the midst of the chaos, because like the hard thing you're going through, like that, that may not go away tomorrow. The, the mess. I mean, I'm looking at my office right now. It's an absolute disaster. It's not going to go away tomorrow. So I can either sit here and stress out about it and try to clean everything up and then take a break. Or I can realize like it's life and I don't have to earn my rest because Jesus came. Mm. So that's good. We get to rest. That's and that good. just, that's sounds like I have not read your book yet, but it is on my list for this year. <laughs> and I can't wait to either read it or listen to it. I've mm -hmm. been like on a big audiobook kick. So I'm like, I might listen. Same, to it. Same, Are yeah. you the one who reads it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, see, even better. When I like know the person, I'm like, this is great. She's reading her book to me. Oh, um, yeah. But it really, from what I have gathered from it, it's, it sounds like, hey, you don't have to keep trying so hard. Like, just be. My oldest son has keratosis polaris, which is just like dry, rough patches and tiny bumps on his skin. It's basically harmless and the doctor assures me that it does not hurt him, but it bothers me and I want him to have smooth skin. And I'm telling you that the Maybe James products have truly helped, especially the lotion. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I use the lotion for myself. It, it might be the best lotion I've ever used. I have eczema on my hands and on my knees, which I've heard is part of getting old. Who knew? No one warned us. But this lotion is a game changer and it smells amazing. Maybe James is here to give families back that time of, you know, the, the, the challenges that still peace at bath time and bedtime. Gosh, their products are just, it, it's like a spa for your baby. Their mission is 1 million happy babies and a legacy of connection. It's built for parents by parents. And you can experience the magic of Maybe James at a discount. When you visit maybejames.com, that's M-A-V-E-Y-J-A-Y-M-E-S.com and use code COMEBACK, C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K, and that's a special gift from the founder, Chris. He wants to welcome you to the MJ family and let you know that you got this, parents. But hey, like I said, even if you're not a parent, go get the lotion. Honestly, any of the other bath products too, but definitely the lotion. Use code COMEBACK at maybejames.com and let me know what you think about these amazing products.
Okay, so maybe you or someone you know has struggled with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. I know I actually have personally, and I work through that currently in therapy, just from like OCD in childhood, um, how it has shown up in adulthood and in motherhood. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine being worried about committing a sin in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make it go away. That's religious OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about breaking a religious rule or offending God. And we know that is not how God intends for us to live in His abundance. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment, and you can go to nocd.com to get more information on evidence-based treatment. Sum up for us, like for anyone who hasn't read your book and they're getting ready to like buy a new stack of books, what, what is the summary of it? So essentially I kind of take us on a journey of like kind of through also Jacob's story and that actually, you know, he was in a hard place and actually God was asking him to face his past while he was Mm. running away from you know, this other hard situation. And um, he asked God for help. And the answer was the wrestle. Right. And Mm. I just think like, we're so familiar with the Bible sometimes that we don't even think like, this is crazy that God showed up and like manhandled fought (laughs) with him. Yes. And the fact that they did this all night and But in the way I kind of bring out that God enabled him to continue to hold on to him. Mm. Even after Mm -hmm. he touches his hip and he he's injured and he's weak and, but he's, but he realizes in the wrestle who it is that he's wrestling with Mm. and he asks for a blessing, right? He's like, I'm not going to let you go until you blush. Oh, And so, you know, what that, what does that look like for us? And I mean, I have a chapter in the book of it's called when God hurts your feelings, you know, and now we know God doesn't hurt our feelings on purpose, but what about the things where he says, no things, you know, are they hurt? And how do we go through that with him? That is the wrestle because Mm -hmm. we have two choices essentially, right? We resent him for allowing Mm -hmm. things to be different than what we thought they should be yes or we can choose to hold on to them like i don't get this and i'm real mad (laughs) but i'm gonna hold on and so kind of would go through the whole process and i like try to break it down for what the reader would also be going through and what that's like yeah oh i love that and holding on to him like you said wrestling like is the answer holding on to him is the blessing yes like Yes. I'm going to hold on to you until you give me the blessing. And then you're like, okay, this is the blessing. Like, yeah, I get to hold on to you. And wow, God hurt your feelings. That is so good. I've never thought about that because he has hurt, hurt my feelings so many times. But then I think about when I hurt my son's feelings, when he asks for like a fifth sucker and I'm like, you can't have another sucker. Right. And like, I want to just give it to him. And, you know, there are the days where you just give in and then I'm like, that's not what was best for him. And it hurts his feelings. And he thinks like, my mom is so mean. Yeah. But what he doesn't know is like, I am doing this for your best. And I know that's such like an overused analogy, but I'm so like in it right now with like parenting a toddler that I'm like, he doesn't get it. 
And I'm usually a toddler to God, like, wait, why? I want, I want what's on the right. shelf. And he's right. like, if you'll just, yeah, just keep holding on and wrestling with yeah. me, you'll see it. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. And there, I just think there are so many people listening that are, are wrestling and they just want to give up and they think, yeah, they think God hurt me and I'm just done. I'm going to let go. But this is encouraging them. Your book is encouraging them to keep holding on. And and there are things that are always going to happen. I was just talking with a friend about this too. God does not cause all these bad things to happen. Right. And she said, she was like, I don't even love the phrase like, your pain has a purpose. She said, no, like there is going to be pain forever, but God does use every single thing for good. And I just shared, I I literally backed into a car in the hospital parking lot the other day. Oh, no. I was like, oh man. And I, like I said, I just have like a different, I don't know. I feel like God is really doing something to me this year and normally would have like freaked out, but I was like, okay, I just have to get out of the car. It's okay. No one's dead. No one, you know, we're good. Right. I was taking my son to get an x-ray, like worried about him. And when I got to the car, she was like sobbing on the phone and I'm like, oh gosh. And she had like just ran into a ditch that morning and like all this horror, she'd had a horrible day. Well, then I find out her baby is in ICU with RSV. He's two months old. And I don't even remember what I said. It was like truly the Holy Spirit. I prayed with her and I was like, I said to her, I was like, God does work everything together for good. And I was like, that was my mistake and my mess up that I did not see you and I hit your car. But he just used it Mm. for me to be able to pray with your baby. And like, he got out of ICU that day. I mean, you can't tell me that wasn't God. Like, it was crazy. And it's just like, I will forever think of that when I think like, oh, this bad thing happened. And like, we as humans will always make mistakes. Like you said, even on social media, even when I'm talking to a friend, I'm going to mess up. But he can always use it. He can always make beauty from our ashes. And I'm just thankful for that. And I'm thankful that you just put that on display. Like you are so real. And I know that's like such a thing we throw around on Instagram, (laughs) but I think a lot of people have, do have like a curated authenticity Mm -hmm. and I just see a real authenticity in you. And, um, I would love to know just what, what has happened in your life? Like what major comeback do you feel like you've had that has set you up for that like real authenticity? I think like when you asked me about the coming on the podcast and thinking about that, I immediately thought about um, coming back from self-hatred and, you know, (laughs) that's so good, Ashley. I think the thing is, is that we, I I was, I've been a Christian since I was six, right? Like I shouldn't hate myself. I know Mm. better, right? Quote unquote. I I know better. better. Yeah. Um, but I, and this is a part of the book as well. I really put my identity and my self-worth and in my performance for God. And so when I went through a season, when I could no longer perform for him, I think he, you know, was like, I'm not going to allow you to do this anymore. And I remember like, I, I hated myself because I felt honestly at the bottom of it was fear. I Mm -hmm. feared that 
being a stay-at-home mom was um, not enough of a ministry. I needed to be like in all the ministries and that I was going to be judged and like looked down upon if I had capacity, right? Like kids is a lot. And a lot into a, full, a two full-time jobs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so I hated myself for that. I hated myself because I thought I have, and I know all the answers, mm. all the Bible answers, all the things. And I would get so mad when people are like, oh, you know how they like kind of throw Bible verses, oh, at yeah. you, mm-hmm. Hallmark mm-hmm. cards or whatever, just yep. to- and it's like, I, I already know that, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. Why isn't it working? And mm. so I hated myself because I felt like I must not have enough faith or I must not have all that. And, you know, it was like through that process, you know, I thankfully the Lord has been so faithful. And I think the thing that I would want people to know more than anything is you don't have to live like that for the rest of your life. Like yeah, God is the God of redemption and you can know him for a long time and still be trapped in a lot of gross stuff. Like Gosh, I've always wow. loved him and I've always wanted to serve him. And, mm-hmm. you know, ministry has always been a big thing, but he's like, you cannot love ministry more than you love me. And I Ooh. will break you. <laughs> until you that man. You know, until you understand that your identity is not what you do for me. So because there's going to be seasons in our lives when we can't perform like, oh, good job, Ashley. You're such a good Christian. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that's not what it like. That's not what it's about. And so realizing that I could receive his love for having nothing to give was like life changing for me and I remember I wanted other people to save me so bad I wanted people to understand I wanted them like why don't they do this why don't do do that and the Lord being like Ashley you already have a savior and it's not them and I was like Mm. like okay I know (laughs) yeah I know Exactly. But he was like, I'm not going to let them save you anymore. I'm not. And I'm going to, I'm going to force you to depend on me in a new way. And somehow it was when I had nothing to give to him. And I was like, just a hot mess, just crying, snotting on the floor and just nothing, you know? And he's like, I love you. I love you still. You still have all the same worth as when you're running for me, as when you're on the floor with nothing. And receiving that, not just knowing it, but receiving yes. it, that is the comeback that he instilled in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> good. That was like five more books. So yeah, got <laughs> five more books ready to roll out. Um, that, yeah, man, so many things. I'm like, I've got to go back and listen to this and take notes because that was, um, that was really good. And I hope that whoever's listening that needed to hear that, like, you don't have to, you don't have to hate yourself anymore. Like he doesn't want you to, he didn't, he did not send his son to die on the cross so that you could keep beating yourself up. Like when I think about if I sacrificed one of my sons for somebody and they kept doing the thing that I saved them from with my son, I would be like, dude, 
That's deep. I gave you the best thing I've ever had. Like, I know I have chills thinking about it right now. I'm like, I gave him to you so that you wouldn't have to do this anymore. Please stop. Like, don't Ooh. let what I did be in vain. Like, please. Right. Just, just right. accept it and receive it. Right. And that's such a difference. What you just said, you can know it. There's so many, there are so many people who know the Bible and don't believe in God. I mean, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So you can know it all day long. You can, you can have all the facts straight, but until you receive it and put that on as your identity, like yeah. it's not going to change. But when you do that, everything changes. That's right. And yeah. you can stop trying and hustling and thinking you have to earn it and coming back from self-hatred. Oh my gosh. I mean, oh, that's so deep and so good. And I'm just thankful that, that you've seen that in your life and that you can help other people overcome it because I know, I know they will. I know through your book and through this conversation, like some, it's going to click with someone. They're going to be like, wait, okay. I can have nothing left. And he still loves me just the same. Yeah. Like just the same. That's, that's been a big revelation for me too, is like when you're do checking all these boxes on a Tuesday and then you can barely get out of bed on a Thursday, same love, like same, yeah. doesn't matter. I'm truly not like God's truly not up there applauding harder on Tuesday. He, right. Right. he loves you. He loves you just the same. Uh, okay. So as we wrap up, what, when you look back and you kind of like overview of your life, what would you tell six-year-old Ashley that, mm. that accepted Christ now that you know how it all works out, that you've seen the comeback um, and that you're still seeing it unfold? What would you tell her? Well, that's good. Um, I think I would tell her, Ooh, I'm going to get emotional. Please. Like, Here we go. The tears are welcome. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that he's worth it. Oh, he is. He's worth the pain. Mm. He's worth the struggle. He's worth, um, sacrificing like your ego or, um, you know, failure in front of others, all these kind of things, like he's worth it. And he can do what you cannot do. Mm. If you'll just trust him with a little that you have. Yeah. He is the God that is in the business of taking our little and making it more than enough. He doesn't expect us to get it enough and then come to him. Yes. He just wants us to give whatever we have. And every step of the way, you just give him what you got. Yeah. You know? And he'll do the rest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, Ashley. This was, this was so good. This was encouraging for my heart. And um, I know it was for so many other people. So, um, okay. Tell everybody, like I said, if you don't follow Ashley, that means you probably have never been on Instagram, <laughs> but um, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get your stuff, your books, all the things. Okay. So yeah, my main social media is Instagram and I'm at ashley.morgan.jackson there. And then if you want to find out more information about my book or links to the book, um, it's ashleymorganjackson.com and all the links are there for everything you'll need. Yeah. Yeah. And your website is absolutely beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm like, I know that's such a like writer compliment, but I was looking at it and I was like, Ooh. I was like, I need to ask her like, who did this? Because this looks amazing. So yeah. did you do it? I did it, but I bought like a template from Etsy. I so. knew <laughs> as soon as I just asked that, I was like, she did it herself. Yeah, I bought a template. That doesn't know that you should see when I bought a template. It looks like my two year old helped me with it. So, okay, well, maybe I need to 
Maybe I need to reach out to you about that. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much just for pouring your heart out and telling us what you know about Jesus and, and sharing your comeback story, because I truly believe it's going to help somebody else find their comeback story. So I hope so. And thank thanks you so for much being for here. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for stopping by and sitting a while on the comeback couch with me. You know, I'd love to hear from you. Questions, feedback, and even requests. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Caitlin Chapel Rogers. And hey, don't be shy. Share the show with a friend, post it on your social media and tag me, and send me your comeback stories. You never know when they might make it on the show.